Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. And now a word from our sponsors. Yes, we got sponsors. First up, Foo Wax. The best wax in the game. This stuff is so sticky and grippy, you'll never slip off your stick again. Ever. Ever. Again. So go to your local surf shop. And, and make sure they carry it. And if they don't, demand it. Demand it. You'll be stoked. Try it out. Our next sponsor, Bonsai Bowls. Oh. I know a lot of our listeners have, have had one of these. And if they haven't, they're going to now. They're missing out. They're missing out. It's a healthy, delicious, amazing, fresh acai bowl with tons of fruit and organic like ingredients. They've got five locations in Southern California. From Huntington to San Clemente and all in between. Two in Hawaii. Two in Hawaii for that, those on the North Shore. And, um, you know, come support these guys. They have amazing Asahi bowls and they support the West Coast board riders and a lot of the surf events up and down the coast. And they've made it a lot easier With to get them. They've got their own app now. That's right. Go to your app store and download Bonsai Bowl app and you can pre-order, prepay, and just go pick up. Cut cut through the line. And for our listeners of the Late Night with Chalky podcast, you're going to get 15 off your next bowl. A 15% discount off yes. Bonsai Bowls. That's insane. Um, so make sure to mention the Late Night with Chalky podcast and you get 15% off That's at right. Bonsai Bowls. And one of our other favorite restaurants, oh, Caliente, Caliente OC. Caliente Southwest.com. They offer healthy Mexican style food with local uh, organic ingredients. Family owned. Family owned. Their phone number is 949-515-0909. And our listeners get 15% off there as well. Yeah. So mention Late Night with Chalky Podcast and get 15% off at Caliente OC. And both these guys are great at catering events. So you could use them for a shop event, corporate event, birthday event, wedding, all of the above. They love to party. And last but not least, we are super stoked to welcome Olo Clip as a new sponsor of the Late Night with Chalky podcast. What is Oloclip? Uh, they make the original mobile lens system for your phone. So these can make clips that hold the lenses, the cases that are designed to make it really easy to get the clip on the phone. So check them out at oloclip.com. And for all the Late Night with Chalky podcast listeners, they get 10% off. That's, that's huge. Huge. So at checkout, the code is SURF10, that's S-U-R-F, the number 10, and you get 10% off Oloclip. And you guys got to check check out our Instagram. We're going to be posting pictures with these wide, in, wide lens uh, angles, uh, fish eye, all kinds of cool like photo options with your phone. And for you uh, rich dudes out there, like late night, they do make cl- uh, <laughs> lenses for iPhone 11s. What? What? Epic. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Welcome. This week's guest is a YouTube sensation, 
only <laughs> surfer to ever surf all 50 states. Welcome to the podcast, Ben Gravy. Woo! Ben so great yeah. here, guys. Thanks for having me, boys. Dude, wow. epic, man. I, all, I, all I'm going to say is I have an 11-year-old, and he subscribes, and he loves your show. <laughs> awesome. I'm Tell subscribed. Tell him what's up. I watch it. I watch it at least once or twice a week, man. Oh, nice, dude. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So, yeah. Ben, thanks for uh, hanging out with us today. Let's uh, let's start the beginning. Where uh, where'd you grow up, and when did you get into surfing? <clears throat> um, so I actually grew up in a town called Birch Runville, Pennsylvania, um, about three hours from the ocean. Wow. Okay. And uh, my parents were both um, transplants. They both grew up by the beach, and then they, they ended up moving up there. So I actually didn't even see – in my early years, I was nowhere near the beach. Um, my, my first experiences on a surfboard was actually like in a river, just floating around the <laughs> river down the street, which kind of makes sense now. So the novelty <laughs> stuff – you started, came full circle. Exactly. <laughs> the the but, novelty um, wave yeah. started way back. Exactly. It's just it's just part of my DNA at this point. Um, so then we came we started coming down, like we always came down and visited my grandma. Um, and then eventually my parents bought a house. So when I was like eight years old, um one of my dad's buddies was like, dude, you gotta get these guys on a surfboard. Um, I have two brothers. So he gave us a board and then we went out and me and my older brother took it out and just right at the end of the street and caught some white foam and we both stood up first wave and within a day or two we made our dad take us down to the surf shop and get our own boards and nice. uh, that, that was hooked. So what, know, what's... What, kind, what, what kind of board was that? Um, the first board we ever had um, was a in the eye, an outer bank shape. From the Outer Banks. Nice. So where did you move to from Pennsylvania? Oh, yeah. I left that out. <laughs> yeah, New Jersey. So okay. Like, yeah, if you live in Pennsylvania, you pretty much like summer in New Jersey or it's like straight from Philadelphia. There's there's a road called the Expressway and it comes right down to Atlantic City. Yep. So a town called Longport, New Jersey, that's where I learned to surf. Um, about three hours from where I grew up. But I live down here now. So Yeah. So Longport, New Jersey, um, that's where you guys started living and that's where that was pretty much your home break? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. And your first board was an indie from Outer Banks? In the eye. In the eye. Got it. Yeah. Okay. In yeah, the I, eye. So, and then, and then what, what kind of board did you guys go back and buy? That was the one you got your parents to buy? Yes. No. So we went to, there's a shop in Ocean City. It's called Surfer Supplies. It's pretty yeah. legendary. It's been around for yeah. a long time. Um, and the first board I ever got was like a six, six challenger and it had like these blue rails down the whole thing. And then my older brother got, um, oh, I can't even remember what brand his was, but his had red rails. So we like got like kind of like the same style board. And then, uh, that was it. The shred was on <laughs> full, full nineties, uh, pin, pin, penny gun, knifey banana. Yeah, exactly. Uh, glassed in fins back then. You yeah. remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. 
Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. So, so you were like eight years old. That's, that's still pretty young to start surfing. Yeah. I mean, I, a lot of the kids I know, like growing up surfing, like started when they were like five. But yeah. So like I was, I was kind of late on the game, but yeah, eight's young, dude. I mean, I pretty much sucked until I was like twelve. Like I couldn't even do anything but go straight. So, yeah. <laughs> like, first that's, four years. that's that's most people. Lennon's I don't even want to say how old he is, but he's he's still learning how to turn. <laughs> I'll kick you in the ding ding, bro. Um, <laughs> No, Lyndon Rips. That's that's where he got his nickname. You know, it's Chalky, but it's because he's the he's the chocolate Aki. He riffs like Aki. Really? Yeah. Legendary, dude. So, so did you start serving contests right away, or or what? Uh, I served my first contest when I was ten, um, and I got second place. It was just a, a little hometown contest called the Pro Classic. Um, put on by like heritage surf shop here in town right in margate um so the kid that won he actually could do turns and stuff and i just probably went straight the longest so i got second (laughs) hey a second is a second yeah dude i'll still you still probably got a sick goodie bag with all kinds of shop gear and and oh yeah no i was stoked and then of course my dad like from that point on, dude, I was making the world tour. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the second. So your dad is pretty supportive about about you boys surfing. Uh yeah. So like after that, he signed us up for ESA and all that stuff. And we just started going at it. Nice. Yeah. That's like an every weekend kind of deal too, right? Oh, dude, we had ESA on Saturday, NSSA on Sunday, and then OCSA Monday afternoons every. Every weekend of the summer, pretty much. Wow. So you got. And then the random contests. Yeah. You got totally immersed in it. Oh, yeah. No, I was, I was full, full deal. So, so your first local surf shop was at Surfer Supply? That was where we got our boards. Your yeah. First board. Um, yeah. Was there a shop that you kind of migrated to? after that or yeah um heritage okay and i still i still surf for those guys to this day yeah yeah that's where we met the first time actually yeah i was gonna say that yeah that's what i thought i i was hoping i didn't like get the wrong person yeah yeah (laughs) it was the the margate shop yeah yeah Yeah, that shop's literally like i could i could skate there in under two minutes from where i'm at right now nice so speaking of of those early times uh was was heritage your first sponsor yeah okay. for sure who who put you on was kevmo 
We, um, dude, kind of nuts. Like in New Jersey, there's kind of like a, a feud between like Seventh Street Surf Shop and Heritage. Yep. And we That's back went. Keenan's shop, right? Yeah, yeah, Keenan. Yeah, we went. We were on the boardwalk, and I remember we had our resumes because back then you would like print them out and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have all your results. Put in the, gl- the little glossy uh, folder. Dude, the portfolio. Yeah, so so funny because like I'm currently working on a documentary. And like oh, wow. the director was here this past week and he made me bu- like go deep into my archives and I found an old resume and he was just scanning all the pages, dude. It's oh, like all sick. my results and like so funny, dude. But um, yeah, we were walking down the boardwalk to 7th Street and like I remember we rolled up out front and my dad like looked up at the sign and he was like, something's wrong. And we turned around and bounced and the next day we went down to Heritage and Margate here and we walked in and we, and we were like, dude – we're trying to get sponsored and the guy randy that owns the shop in margate was like yeah you're on that's awesome so wait your your dad had a a bad feeling about seventh street he just he he just had a gut feeling that i guess because seventh is in ocean city and we were in longport so we're right next to heritage i guess he felt like that was the spot to go that's cool i think every town has that little like rivalry like surf shop like atmosphere Yeah. yeah But you gotta no, go. Where, good. Yeah, you gotta go where 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 you feel most comfortable, and the guys are hooking you up. Yeah, the um the rivalry kind of died off these days, but it was pretty heavy back in the day. Yeah, I I can imagine. Did Did you ever tell Keenan that story? No, I don't think anyone knows that. I don't think I ever told it. That's actually, funny. the first. This is the yeah, first. There you go. Some serious meat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're so, stirring up the controversy. <laughs> so. Who was uh, who was your first like like um, clothing or board or, or surfboard? Yes. Um, well, when I was a kid, like I never got sponsored by them, but like I wanted to ride for Volcom more than anything, dude. I think I sent my resume in every year until I was like 19 years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the first people I ever got sponsored by, I was 14, and I got sponsored by Rip Curl. Sick. Um, there was a dude named Red Ed. Uh, he lived up in Seaside. I don't know. He's he's probably your guy's age. I don't know. I think he started Surf Taco now, though. I don't think he's involved. Oh, yeah. Uh, I heard of him. Yeah. So he was the rep, and I remember, like, that was the first time that a sponsor ever was, like, more than just getting a couple things. He got me, like, a legit box from Rip Curl, and it yeah. came to the house, and it was so much stuff. How old and, were like, you? I was 14. 14, okay. So, like, I was, like, it was, like, Right before I uh, graduated eighth grade, I think it was like, and yeah, I was like, "Wow, dude, I'm fully sponsored. This is mine." <laughs> but the water, score. the water gets freezing there in the winter, so you got to have like a legit like wetsuit for sure. Oh yeah, no, it's it gets like it gets cold, man. Um, was it clothing and wetsuits? Yeah, I think they they put a suit or two in, but like they didn't even they didn't give me a winter suit or nothing, but like. At that point, like once you're sponsored, you go out and you buy the winter suit from Rip Curl, dude. You know, you gotta you gotta match your sponsorship. That's right. And you had to put the sticker on the board and let everybody yep. know, right? At that point, dude, they had three stickers, which was wild. What? They had the they had the logo, the search, and then one said the search, and then one said Rip Curl, and you had to have them like color coordinated. Yeah, and. uh I remember they even sent like a piece of paper, I think, to like kind of tell you where to put them. Like, <laughs> wow, that is like epic. It's so funny too because it's like 
a 14 year old kid that you like you're giving him two boxes a year but he still has to have the thing dialed yeah so funny. but how <laughs> how stoked were you and excited like oh it, it changed my life dude yeah that's when i was really making the tour <laughs> <laughs> so did, did they did they just like to say hey you're you're on the flow program and then you know possibility to like you know yeah pretty move much. on from that yeah and then i think um that i guess i was just flowing with them for a while and then when i was in high school at some point i i started writing for billabong and then that's like the first like inked deal with a travel budget i yeah. ever had yeah billabong's a, a solid company how how did that how that transition go through the shop uh, or through the wrapper. Yeah, like I pretty much rolled up into Heritage um, and then they were like, yo, this is, um, there's a guy named, he called himself Brother B. I don't really, I think his name is Brandon. He's from Maryland. Okay. He was the, he, he was the rep. So I went to Heritage. I had my resume still in the gloss. <laughs> Updated. <laughs> I, I showed him that. I remember him flipping through, and he was definitely not impressed. But he was like, sick. He's like, sick, dude. So I got on flow for Billabong, and then um, there's a dude that you guys probably both know. His name's Brian Hewitson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huey. Huey. Tour surfer. Um, so Huey was the East Coast team manager. Yeah. So like that summer, I had to go to nationals. I think I was 15. And I went to nationals and like our whole goal was my dad was like, dude, you have to introduce yourself to Huey. So we're back then there's no social media. So we didn't even know what this guy looked like, you know? Yeah. We maybe saw a shot of him in a magazine from like far away, but we found him. I introduced myself. He was like, yeah, I'll check you out. And, um, dude, my, my sponsorship with Bilbon came down to one air. Literally, <laughs> he came. He came here. Huey was here for the Rip Curl Four Star Contest in Sea Isle, um, because Heritage and Rip Curl used to put on a QS Four Star. Yeah, he came and I showed up and I was like, "Hey, Brian, remember me?" He's like, "Yeah, dude, I gotta watch you surf." Uh, once again, no Instagram. He had to actually watch me surf. So you weren't so, on yet, or you were? You were on? No, I was on Flow. You were on Flow, okay. So I went out, dude. It was literally knee high. This is like a moment in my history, in my head. And like, I must have caught the only wayside wave of the day. Like, dropped in, two pumps, big frontside stock air. Probably the biggest air of my life at the time. But he didn't know that. <laughs> I do these all day, man. Stomped it. I stomped it. And then when he was like, dude, you're in. And then. <laughs> I went down to Expo that year, and then that's I like signed up at Expo, and I think I got like, I think it was like a thousand dollars a year or something. Wow! <laughs> Look at you. Travel, travel so, by that'll get you somewhere. Heavy so, budget, dude. So was your dad? Your dad sound like sounded pretty supportive then, right? He he took you to all the contests. And... Oh, dude, he was too supportive. <laughs> yeah. Did he? Um, did he? Was he video on the beach too? Um. No, my mom was the filmer. Okay. Um, Handheld hand with the the Sony high eight camera, just the big um, box. <laughs> yeah, she. I mean, you still have that footage? Oh, I have it, dude. Dude, you're gonna have to send me some pictures of the resume and some of the old video clips oh, to promote totally, the episode. Yeah, totally. Um. Yeah, dude. I um. So like, I actually wanted to be a director before I ever wanted to be a pro surfer, <clears throat> and. Um, I this, see, is, I, this is early when you're young. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Whoa. And our, I started filming stuff when I was before I started surfing. So, my parents, uh, I used to make my mom film surfing all the time, even when we were super young, dude. Like, I used to make her like, <laughs> be like, I film on land. Like, you got to get this stuff. <laughs> so what what were your early influences as far as like being a director like what kind of uh what were you interested in making like surf films or like did i want no i wanted to make uh horror movies like mummies <laughs> <laughs> dude do you remember the mummy with like brendan fraser yes that movie? yeah that was like that was the shit to me the pinnacle of like movies at You're the time me. Like, that was a high budge horror movie. Though. That wasn't like that wasn't like Friday the Thirteenth or Freddy Krueger yeah. or any of those other like. No, that yeah, those were legit. The moment. that was a yeah big big box. Yeah. So um, that's funny. So you you were a young kid watching the Mummy, and you wanted to be a director. Yeah. That is funny. Okay. Dude, I always thought I'd be a Hollywood director. That's literally what I thought I was going to grow up and be. You're kind of doing it now, though, right? My own way. Yeah. yeah I, I kind of fused surfing and, and filmmaking together, I guess. So so you started riding for Billabong. Uh, you got um, a $1,000 travel budget. Yeah. And photo incentives. <laughs> got me down the street. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, where was your first like surf trip? Like prior, prior to, you know, going anywhere big, like out of state or out of the country? Yeah, I think like our biggest trips were uh, – like California with the family but then once I got once I actually contracted with Billabong I was allowed to stay at the the team rider house in Hawaii so I went out there like three years in a row damn um so what you're like 15 and a half 16 years old yeah I was like 16 yeah 16 17 and 18 I think I went out there um but the biggest trip I ever took well I went to Australia with um the ESA All-Stars when I was like 14. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but then when I was 15, I qualified for the U.S. surf team um, in Huntington back uh, when they had like the U.S. championships. Yep. So we went to Tahiti um, that year whenever – I guess it was like 2004, 2005. Wow. Okay. So And that's when PT was the coach. Yeah. PT's um, awesome. He's a legend, he's dude. He's a legend. Total legend. So I went to Tahiti with those guys. That was nuts. And then we flew to Hawaii after. And I went like – and Huey like came with me actually to Tahiti and then Hawaii. So then we stayed at the Billabong House in Hawaii. Yeah. So you you were pretty damn good then. You know, you had some talent to, to be able to parlay <laughs> that into – U.S. team, national champ. Like yeah. you served all the big – like amateur contests. Sla- yeah, slouches don't get to go to freaking on those big trips, <laughs> dude. You know what's crazy about the U.S. team? Um, so I went, I surfed the U.S. Championships, and I got ninth place in the quarter. Like I got third in the quarters, and they took the top eight, and uh, I had the highest score in the quarterfinals. Um, and there's a kid named Wesley Larson, and he, he jumped over to the Hawaii team. He wanted to surf for Hawaii instead of the U.S. And I bumped into the eighth slot. And I got the eighth <laughs> slot. You, you had to pay, pay him, hey, hey, why don't you go over to Hawaii, bro? <laughs> you look kind of Hawaiian, Wesley. <laughs> but that it was nuts because like, I, I got knocked out and then they were calling me like, hey, 
Ben, like you made the team. Like you might want to get down here for the awards. And I was like, I thought I lost. Like what's That's going insane. on? What a great pleasant surprise there, huh? Yeah, totally. That uh, is huge. That was Huntington. <laughs> yeah. Was that like, uh, was, was those events still at Huntington back then? Yeah, right? it was Huntington yeah. beach. Um, same place they have the nationals, I guess on the North side. They used to or be the, at lowers. Is it the, no- dude, well, when I surfed nationals, <clears throat> it was at lowers. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what happened after your amateur career? You transitioned into, um, you said so, you started. <clears throat> yeah, I pretty much grew up kind of never really. I made a couple uh, semifinals in the junior pros. Um, never really did anything with competitive surfing. And then like when I graduated high school, I decided to go to film school. And by that time, I pretty much had like. No sponsors. <laughs> was there? Was there? Um, any, was there? Were the magazines still around back then? Were you uh, getting oh, any yeah, shots in the mags? Yeah. Any ads? Um, no, the, I didn't really get that many shots. Like this is kind of why I like ended up going to film school because like I didn't really get the results and I never really had that relationship with any photographers or anything. So I ended up. Um, I would just be home filming. Like I had buddies that filmed. We would always film, but like it wasn't really the same back then like you couldn't just post on youtube and like start something and have an instagram it was kind of just like i was filming and just having all this footage for no reason you know yeah um so yeah then after high school i ended up going to film school so i pretty much gave up like surfing as a as a career yeah where was where was film school going like college was it local or like yeah i went to california i went in philadelphia um yeah it's a place called the art institute um, and I just, I went for like four years, got my bachelor and then, uh, that was that. Yeah. The dream. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty impressive, man. Like that's hard to, uh, I think being disciplined and, and being a surfer that doesn't always match. Oh, I didn't want to go. dude. trust me. <laughs> parents but are like, like, Hey, you know, you're not getting a big parents, contract. You got to get the, you got to <clears throat> figure out a backup plan. Well, by that. There was I don't know if you guys remember there was a company called Alliance Clothing. Yeah. Um that's who I surfed for at that time period. And I remember I think right the September leading into when I was gonna go to film school, like that same month, I'm pretty sure like Alliance went out of business. Uh-huh. And, um but like I think my contract was about a thousand dollars every three months or something so my my parents were kind of like uh <laughs> you gotta do something yeah i don't think pro serving is gonna work out for you buddy so, so so you you said you did some wqs's right yeah what where did you uh where did you do them where'd you go i did i was like doing all the north america um i did like san miguel mexico Nice. I did the steamer lane contest, Huntington, um, Lowers. They had a couple on the East Coast. They had Outer Banks. They had Virginia Beach. Yeah. Um, and then the Unsound might even have been a QS back then okay. in New York. Yeah. So I would I was doing like ten contests a year. Yeah. Um, I think like my best ever was. I think I made like the quarters at San Miguel. That's such and, a like, good wave. Oh, it's great, dude. Yeah. The, it was the year, I don't know how long you did events or anything, but it was the year they canceled it because it got too small. Um, 
and I was dude, the smaller it got, the more heats I was making. <laughs> Yo, this is like, my specialty. <laughs> dude, when they canceled it, I was like, oh my god, I was about to win this thing, dude. But yeah, I think I made it to the quarters, and then they canceled and like split the money. Uh, that's all. I that's only happened to me once. It's it's not often. Like I guess nobody else wanted to compete. So yeah, because everybody has to agree, right? Or do yeah, they just call it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So tell us about your experience in, in those years in Hawaii. Because I know Jersey has the juice, but, you know, Hawaii is a whole different freaking. Yeah. And and they had the house right there off the wall still, right? Or back, yeah, they back door. the house right behind. Well, it's Jamie's house now, right? I think it's. The, oh, that was that was the I, house they're at. They had the, the B team house was right behind Jerry's house, I think. Yeah. Um feels like another lifetime ago um dude i can tell you this my first time i ever paddled out a pipe it was like maybe head high and i took a, a wave and went over with the lip straight through the water mangled my whole arm full reef cut like full reef cuts like 16 or 17 years old just mangled first wave. Um, you know, like, but, this is what it does to you at, high, at head high. What's going to happen when it's <laughs> exactly, ten foot? Exactly. It's was, more dangerous uh, there. Like it is re- really dangerous when it's that small, though. It breaks right on dry reef most yeah, of the time. Yeah, exactly. And I had no idea. I had no idea. Was Was wow. there any spectators? Oh yeah, plenty. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of people. Um, who were you yeah. staying with at the time? <clears throat> yeah, who are the other? Who is your like roommates? <clears throat> uh, well, Huey was there. Um, Sterling Spencer was there. Yeah. Um, there's a dude from Puerto Rico. His name was um, Alejandro Moreta. He okay. was there. Um, dude, I can't remember that. That's all I can remember. Yeah. Damn. Crazy. Some rippers, some chargers. Did, oh yeah, for sure. Did Did the waves get big? Any of those times you were there? Dude, honestly. Not really, but I did surf the sunset contest one time when I was still like in high school, I think, and it was pretty darn big. <laughs> but I actually ended up making like three heats because um the the my trick was like catching two waves because it was so big that like a lot of people would get one and then end up not getting a backup. So I was just trying to catch like two fives in the inside, and then yeah. I was making heats like. It's <laughs> good strategy. A, That's usually yeah what happens out there because it's you get people get cleaned up and it could take the whole yeah. heat to make it back out. Exactly. Yeah, I mean a, a kid from the East Coast, you know Jersey definitely gets sizable sometimes. But man, you know that's Hawaii is like different animal, dude. Different animal, yeah. It still is. Every time I go there, I'm surprised. I'm like, oh my, are you kidding me? <laughs> I forgot about this. Like, how, how, how are the waves in Tahiti when you went that that one trip? You guys get pumping. You surf chopes. I surfed chopes, dude. Um, it was big enough for me. It was like it was big, dude. It wasn't choping, but it was like you know how it's when it's like a couple feet overhead. It's got that nice like perfect. Yeah. Um, but I remember, and I still remember this to this day. I did not get barreled. I was dropping in chopes and just power stance. Like I might have gotten a little shade. But I was power stance trying to get out of there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> isn't it isn't it deceiving? Like looking at all the footage for the most part, you think like 
oh, it's pretty rippable and you can make it out. And it's like, it's a complete closeout if you don't kick out early enough. Oh, yeah. No, it's gnarly, dude. Was it as big as Carolyn Marks' wave? You see that footage of Carolyn Marks? I saw, yeah. It's hard to say. Probably same, probably a similar size. Similar size. She got way, she got way more barreled than I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's that, that size that you roll out there on the boat and you're like, damn, this is going to be fun. And then you go out and you're like, oh my God, this is gnarly. I've never, <laughs> I've never been. I've, I don't think I've ever had the desire to go there, but Larson's been there uh, a bunch of times. Yeah, I I did a couple of the QS events there before it turned into the CT, and um, yeah. it, it was a couple of big days, and it was like wow, it was perfect up until like six eight foot, and then after that it just turned into a whole nother like, yeah, I I couldn't imagine. Yeah. It's like an earthquake when they say it goes up from a six to a seven, it's like ten times, and then seven to an eight, it's like a hundred times, and then yeah. you know eight and above is like a million times, like it was like that. It was crazy. What, weren't you there when it, when there was a code red? No, but no, okay. it got pretty. It got pretty dang big where they called off the contest for sure. They were just like, we don't want anybody to die. Yeah, that code red footage is is. But not like that. Not what we saw in that real code red. That was. It was nothing like that. That yeah. was absolutely like monstrous. Are you thinking about that Nathan Fletcher? All of them, yeah. Makua, Nathan, Bruce. I mean, I don't know. All of those guys. So are crazy. gnarly, dude. Yeah, we we had uh, Peter Mel on uh on the show a couple weeks back and i found some footage of him getting just drilled you know <laughs> like getting towed in and almost and coming out of the barrel but then at the Not last part of it oh he just gets Dude, detonated annihilated. guys the guys that do that are just another it's another level dude like, yeah it's another level so it's tell great. us Tell us about uh, now. Now that you finished college, what what were your plans? Um, honestly, my plans were um to get into the production field. I um I started doing freelance editing. Um, pretty much, my career path was just full TV show editor. I was doing um I actually edited the U.S. Open. Um, oh really? Yeah, of they, tennis or or surfing. Yeah, surfing. I nice. I worked at a production house in like Bristol, Pennsylvania, which is near Philly. And I guess they did stuff for Red Bull, so I actually edited some of the US Open for like NBC when it went on TV. Um so I was doing that for a couple of years. Um and I surfed still. I was still like doing it, not really. Um but Pretty much. What, what bro- were you? Were you, did, after college, you moved back to New Jersey. Yeah, I lived. We moved to New Jersey when I was like first year of high school, and then I, I've I've lived here ever since. Okay, so um, even like during college, like you went back and that's yeah, I was yeah. I was commuting to to school because Philly's like an hour from here. Um. So then, uh, pretty much, I was doing that, and I started asking YouTube. I was making some surf edits. Um just playing around with it and um i had this like i don't know how much you guys know about me but i had a really big um awakening about four years ago where i decided to get completely sober um i was pretty much like working in production and tanking my life with alcohol yeah oh and uh 
I had been messing with YouTube for years, but one of the things that I started doing to keep myself sober um, after I decided to quit drinking was I started my new YouTube channel, which became my vlog channel. And that's when I was like, I got sober and I started vlogging every day just to keep myself sober. Yeah. yeah. Being sober led me back into surfing. Back that's to awesome. love of surf. Exactly. And that just... Because, like, my mind was clear for the first time, like, in many years, and I, I kind of just found surfing again, and I, I was just doing it because I loved it, and I, I, um, I was filming everything I did, so obviously I was filming surfing, and then that's kind of where the novelty waves came in because I was filming everything. Instead of just filming, like, the epic sessions, I was filming every session. Yeah, because yeah, you had to post something every day. Exactly. So not- And then... I, not to go, go too deep into, you know, your past, but but four years ago, right? Um, you, yeah. You, you, you kind of was hitting rock bottom, and then yeah, you, I um, <clears throat> so like, I had I sustained like a really bad knee injury, and okay. um, it wasn't it wasn't completely because of alcohol, but um, it it was my lifestyle at the time, and um, so like my brothers are actually professional stuntmen. No way. Um, well, they're trained. Neither of them do it now. But at the time, they were they were doing tons of stunts. And that was something that we used to film. Like, I used to film them doing stunts. And um, pretty much the day I hurt myself, I, I jumped out of the back of a truck that was, like, moving. And um, I messed up my knee, like, when I landed. And um, I was supposed to, like, land in these mats. Like, it was like a stunt roll, like, out of the truck. But I landed and went through the mats and hurt my knee. And, uh, that injury, like I had to go through all this brutal, like I had to get surgery and went through this brutal process of like injury recovery and all this stuff. And in that time period I had like pretty much my mind was telling me like, what's the most important thing in your life? Like you need to focus on that forget about this shit and get back to like who you actually are. That's awesome. And, um, so that injury kind of like really woke me up and then. Um, when I decided to get sober, it just went hand in hand and it was, did you go to meetings or anything like that? Or you, (laughs) no, I don't, um, I'm not in AA, but, uh, pretty much the vlog is my, (laughs) yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Surfing. Yeah. Surfing for sure. Yeah. I surf every day. I've, uh, I pretty much surf. Yeah. Every single day. Like I've missed, (laughs) I've missed less than I would say 10 days a year since I, since I quit drinking, dude, that's that's huge. Yeah. So, were you when you were filming stuff like your your brothers? Was it kind of like jackass kind of stuff? Yeah, to- completely. Funny, funny that skits. was our first. That was our first YouTube stuff because um, that's what was get like that's what we were trying to get views off of because that's what got views at the time. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, and those guys were like literally my brothers both are like trained professional stuntmen so they would be like jumping off the house and stuff into mats and and all kinds of stuff um, <laughs> you got your own little like jackass party there yeah so we were those, so we were doing that did. and that went that went hand in hand with getting wasted of course you know so <laughs> plus i'm there like most of the time not even doing stunts i'm just drinking and filming you know so um just piling yeah. out and then, and then for my day job, I was doing editing, like for other people. So, like, I was working, not really happy in life, you know. Yeah. So, 
it all it it all went hand in hand and it was it was just a bad time period for me um so you had an epiphany and you said you know what i'm gonna start filming myself surfing yeah well the the filming kind of came along like i really wanted to just get back into surfing because after the injury and after deciding to get sober like i just wanted to do what i loved yeah and uh so i i started just filming everything and and surfing became i surfed every day so it became like the main focal point and then uh the reason that the novelty wave thing happened was because like i was saying before i filmed every day so i was filming novelty waves um just because and those were the vlogs that started getting views <laughs> so then i was like damn how, like, how did you promote it through instagram um my vlogs yeah dude i just put them up and i would put them on fate on my facebook page and then that was it i just they just did what they did whatever it happened organically yeah well when i started like dude nobody was doing surf content like companies did it but like there was nobody doing like surf vlogging so they would there was actually even more of opportunity to get views at the time because if i would be like found this weird wave or like found the novelty wave in the bay and like posted like a cool looking thumbnail like people would watch it because like they'd never seen it on youtube before like there wasn't anyone like doing that type of type of thing yeah but it's but, it's great you you actually found a niche without like really doing all the marketing and thought process of like oh i'm gonna you know nobody's doing this angle i'm just doing it because i'm videoing every day i love surfing and you happen to get the likes or the spikes dude my my happy second, accident my second surfing career is a total accident dude. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that that's why i claim semi-pro dude no. <laughs> there's no i love there's it no no accidents, man. You 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 created uh, you know opportunity and you know yeah. with with good intentions. So <clears throat> Jamie O'Brien though was was already established, right? Yeah, he's like well, one of the first was, guys. Yeah, he was doing the Who Is Job Red Bull show. Um, yeah, for many years before I started doing YouTube, but um, I feel like the reason that. Like YouTube likes, um, I mean, his videos on Red Bull are huge, but yeah. the reason yeah. that I was successful, I think, is because I had the personal touch. Yeah. It looked ghetto. It looked like the videos weren't edited that well. Like I was filming myself, I was just putting a tripod up and I would like surf by it. Like, <laughs> so I think, like, hopefully it gets me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that personal touch is like where my success started. Because everything else on YouTube at the time was uh, like very polished, you yeah. know. So one day you, you came up with the idea of the novelty wave, right? Like that was yeah. like one of the things that makes you so unique in this, you know, surf world is because you find novelty waves. Which, where was that first novelty wave? And, and <clears throat> Um, well, it's tough to say, but <laughs> I, cause I've been doing it for so long, um, without filming it, you know, <laughs> but, uh, the first one I really filmed and, and the first one that there's like a three part story. So I was in Florida. Um, I went down there right when I was able to surf again, 
um, after my knee injury, like after I went through the rehab program, um, I went down there just because the water was warm. And I was like, dude, I want to surf every day. And um, so we have a – my dad owns a house down there and I was just able to stay there. So I stayed down there for like a while, like a couple months and just like stayed sober, vlogged, surfed every day in the warmth. And uh, What beach? I sur- um, it's Melbourne Beach, the house okay. is. But the the spot, the novel, the first novelty wave I would say in my vlogs is the Sebastian Inlet, Inlet wave inside, oh, wow. the, inside the other side because Sebastian Inlet is the right wedge. Yeah. But the sand builds up inside the inlet there, and there's a left runner that comes in, and it's just a mini little wave, full soft top wave. So I went out there one day and I filmed that for the vlog and I just got so stoked on it. Like I was loving it because it was so just like Have you seen somebody surf that wave before? Um, actually, yeah, one time before that. I think people surf it a lot, but the oh, only okay. time I the only time I ever saw it was at like NSSA Easterns. Dude, um Ballaram Stack was surfing it when we were so young, dude, like groms, dude. But I remember him being out there surfing, and I was like, "This guy's a legend." Um, so, did you uh, ride it on a soft top? Like, when did soft tops come no, into your life? No, I rode it. I rode it on a fiberglass. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, the soft tops came in um, by absolute essential because what happened was, I I got back from Florida and I was back in New Jersey and um, I was still like trying to hunt the novelty dream because i was so stoked on uh the sebastian inlet wave i found and there's a little wave. so you put it on your vlog that that sebastian yeah yeah, that that was uh that was like weeks later i came back home and i went down to heritage and i got one of their lesson boards because uh i needed it because the waves were so small um where i was trying to surf (laughs) so there's a wave down here in the bay um that i call skeleton bay it's uh (laughs) It's like a left. So when we have a big nor'easter, the, the waves wrap around the island and they come around all the way from the ocean. They wrap fully around into the bay and they actually like go back the opposite direction and it's a long left. Wow. Um, so I, I had to get a soft top and I grabbed a lesson board from Heritage and I went down there and surfed that. And that was the first time that I really ever had – like novelty wave success i would say okay i put that video up and i guess i nailed the thumbnail or the title or something but like at the time my vlogs were getting like 500 views maybe and that video got like twelve thousand views overnight and it was and i was like whoa dude what is this like what's happening so how do you how do you how does that happen just do people tag each other send it to people or how does that work Dude, I have no idea. I still, <laughs> I still don't know how people watch them. You know what I mean? It just goes out and it goes out there. And at the time, like I didn't have, I didn't have a lot of subscribers or anything. So like it just went like mini viral, I guess. Dude, um, from five hundred to twelve thousand. <laughs> but that's just one video though, because like yeah. the next day I was right back down to five hundred, you know, back <laughs> to the normal. So you're um, like, oh, I got to do this every day to get that return exactly so i said what's the gnarliest novelty wave i can think of and i thought of surfing the wake behind the cape may lewis ferry (laughs) 
which is at the south tip of New Jersey. The ferry goes across the Delaware Bay and goes to Delaware. Um, so when that boat leaves, I had to go do research first because, like, I, I heard about it. Like, I had heard that Dean Randazzo surfed it, like, in the 80s. Oh, wow. So I was like, I was like all right. I'm gonna Jersey go, Devil. I'm going to go try this legendary thing out. So I went down. I had to do research, and I watched the wave break across. Dude, three-foot peeler. Like, wow. just – the boat leaves and it just goes grinds across. Um, so I went down the next day and I like <clears throat> I actually missed it a couple times. Well, I didn't miss it. The boats came in and the tide was too high and there was no wave. So like, I was down there all day waiting. But um, yeah, I eventually got one and it wasn't three foot. It was like yeah, I wait. I rode it all the way across, like fully just behind the boat, all gnarly. And uh, that was the first time like. I put that up and like that video got like 300,000 views. Oh and my then, God. And then like Stab Magazine um, took it off my Instagram and they posted it and it went viral on there. And then, um, so Dude. then after, after that, like that's when I kind of became like the novelty guy, I would say. Yeah. And then after that, I made a top 10 um, novelty waves that I've surfed and I did a compilation of all, all the best ones and I did like interviews and like talked about each one and somehow that video ended up going viral on like Reddit and it got like half a million views oh so my like God. those those two videos are the thing are the reason that I like became like the novelty guy like just random ass YouTube videos who who, who was videoing these you were still using the, the, the camera on the on the beach no. no way no for the ferry dude I invited like two of my friends and then my girlfriend filmed and then I had the GoPro and like we went full out like production for that one yeah <laughs> we're gonna do this I got one shot we gotta have four angles you, exactly. you know what to do it was still ghetto though dude like the quality of the video is shit but um <laughs> but people like that yeah totally I mean I don't I don't try to really bring my like i don't want to be shooting in 4k or anything like i like i think people feel comfortable like with like the homemade style you know yeah um <clears throat> but that's kind of it and then um i was riding like those just crappy um lesson boards for a while like the cape may ferry board was on a, a lesson board i grabbed from heritage like on the way down to the ferry i was like i need this lesson board like and then uh <clears throat> i pretty much hit up um cat surf yeah um you hit them up or they hit you up no i hit him up and i was like yo check out these novelty ways i've been doing and uh he was like oh sick we um we actually have this new brand it's called wave bandit and the tagline is surfs up everywhere and uh <laughs> i think it kind of fits and i was like yeah this is sick so he sent me like three boards and then that's pretty much the beginning of the story like a year after that i got my pro model with them and then and then now we're doing the clothes and everything. Dude, that, I That's, mean, I'm sure that he probably played it down. He's like, I know who you are, Ben Gravy. You've got, you've got 500,000 views on on one video alone. I'm going to get you on the cheap. He's, he's all, That's that's more than a whole surf team does in a year. <laughs> but we'll send you three boards. Did, so, who, who designed your guy, uh, your logo, the little pineapple, uh, you know, shades yeah. guy. So this is, that's another good story. Um, yeah, I had, um, before anybody sponsored me, I had, um, I had a candle company hit me up. Um, 
and say like, hey, have you ever considered doing candles? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I consider that? Uh, long story short, I did a candle with them and I, I researched the highest selling candle and it was uh, coconut surf wax. So nice. I, was like, I was like, we don't want to steal that. Let's try to compete with it. So I came up with pineapple surf wax. And then uh, I kicked the idea to my girlfriend. I was like, yo, I want to make like a punk rock skull. And um, she actually drew like the stem and then I put it on Photoshop and I made it green and all sick. And then she drew like the sunglasses and we put that on Photoshop and it was like piece by piece. She like hand sketched it and then I brought it into Photoshop. So that logo came together and it was literally for a pineapple scented candle. And then <laughs> I made like a hundred candles or something and I, I like sold them eventually. Um, but then everyone was like, dude, we want t-shirts, we want hoodies, we want this, that. So then it started like that. It's like kind of by accident once again. Dude. And, and that was like a, like a separate deal you were doing through through YouTube as well. How did they order that stuff? Um, yeah, so pretty much I just had like my YouTube channel. And at this point, I had a couple, like I, I think I was at like 12,000 followers on there. Um, so then I just made like a big cartel like store and I just put the candles up and then through trial and error, I've become a, a master of mailing because like my first like candles, I was like losing money on shipping and like everything's just, dude, it's hectic. Like the weight of the candle and where it's going, the zip code, Australia is like $45. To <laughs> so wait, you started your own candle company or? No, they manufacture it, but okay. I just sold it. Like I sold it. Got it. What's up, bro? Yeah, dude, come say hi. So <laughs> Shaka, he went get her kitty. What's up, bro? <laughs> so, so you got sponsored by Catch Surf. Yeah, I know you. You you have a, a skateboard, uh, a semi pro model with uh, Sector Nine too, right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So I I started riding for Catch and then. I like went to Expo. Well, I've I've actually I've ridden Super Brand boards forever, pretty much. Nice. You um, got a model with them too. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um. So like, but like, what I mean by ride for Super, like back then, I was just paying two hundred and fifty bucks, like getting the deal, you know. Yeah. Um. So so now I have the model and I get free boards and stuff. But um. So I went to Expo and actually the the dude that ran Super at the time, um, his name is Marcella. He um he introduced me to the guys at Sector Nine and I it was funny I think at first like they didn't really want to sponsor me but uh, <laughs> they like um but they they got me on flow and then like like um yeah like two years later I I got the board with them and stuff um it's been a slow process but yeah we went to France last year with Sector Nine it was pretty nice. pretty epic I love those guys dude yeah that Best. is so cool do you you hang out with EG. EG is, dude, my favorite uncle. Yeah. He's <laughs> good people. That's who I went to France with, dude. Yeah. I'm I've been on, yo, since he came back to Sector, dude, I think I've been on like 10 freaking shop tours. That's awesome. Whereas before that, I was on zero. Yeah. But he loves it, dude. He just gets in the van and just charges it. Yeah. He's awesome, dude. He's good a good dude. dude. Yeah, he is a good he, dude. He He's old school, grassroots, you know, get your hands on a guy. Yep, I love it. Yeah. 
So, so that's pretty awesome. So just within a couple of years of doing your, your YouTube channel, you're able to pick up Catch Surf, do your own, you know, kind of, you know, private label. You got board models with skate, you know, you got all kinds of stuff going on. Hyperflex yeah, wetsuits. Yeah, right. Yeah, Hyperflex. Yeah. I, I watched the uh, video you put out, was it today? With the, you talked about the wetsuit and how it's yeah, yeah, yeah. made out of oyster shells. Yeah, they made a they made a sustainable wetsuit like oyster shells, plastic water bottles. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Well, that's what kind of that limestone is. It's really like a lot of just decomposed like shells and I don't know all kinds of stuff. But that's yeah. epic. That's epic. Yeah. I try not to understand it. <laughs> it's so it's n- non-oil. That's all you got to say. Yeah, exactly. Non-petroleum. Yeah. So that's cool. Tell us about. Uh, Surfing the fifty states and being yeah, so a Guinness that, Book of World Records for sure. Okay, um, yeah. Well, it started by accident once again, <laughs> like everything in my life. <laughs> um, pretty much what I was doing was I, I felt like I topped out novelty ways in New Jersey, and um, <laughs> I was I went on the road a couple different times. <clears throat> I had surfed. I had gone river surfing in Colorado. Um, just one time driving out to California. Um, and so I had done that and then I found it very interesting and I started researching rivers and like at first glance, there's like nothing around me. Um, but pretty much what happened is I went, I was just kind of traveling, following swells up and down the East coast, um, just for YouTube and like trying to like just make new content and, make it fun because my subscribers were kind of growing. Um, and at that point I was making like 300 bucks a month off YouTube. And I was like, dude, I think, I, I think I can do something with this. <laughs> 300 a month. Um, so wait, so how yeah. does, if I don't want to be too nosy, but how does that work with YouTube? Like, um, yeah, no, it's all good. They, uh, pretty much Google puts ads on your videos. Like there's an ad at the beginning, middle and end. Yep. Um, and you get paid off of that pretty much like Google disperses the ads between channels. And then if your channel gets ads on it, they, they pay you like, yeah. So I, I don't really, I don't really understand any of that. I guess maybe you get more if someone clicks it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I just let it ride. Whatever. I just try to get views. You know what I mean? Hell Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now um, now does that increase too the more followers you have the more subscribers yeah it's really just based off views and um audience retention oh dude so so you're crushing it <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't say that that's good so this 50 state tour who who came up with it like when did you come up with it? ben we lose you did you guys lose me uh, i could we could hear you but the video is uh kind of slowed down a little bit Oh, really? Yeah. Let me, uh, I'm going to hang up. Oh, no. Yeah. Hold on. Are we, are you guys? You guys are like crystal clear HD on my end. Damn. Yours is like freezing. And Larson, I think you're freezing too. Let me, let me, let me, uh, hang up and then call you guys back. Is that cool? No worries, dude. No worries. Okay, bye. Well, I stopped it. Well, that was a dry run. Yeah. So, so, (laughs) so Larson just asked you about, the yeah. 50 states so i pretty much accidentally surfed like all the states on the east coast 
And then I had already surfed California, Hawaii, and Colorado. And I had like 14 states surfed. And I went up, I just went on like a road trip up to New England and I was just filming like whatever, like hanging out, um, just surfing every straight state, like up in New England. And a couple of my followers started commenting, kind of like trolling me. Yeah. Like, yo, you surfed all these states. Like you might as well go ahead and just try to surf them all. And <laughs> I pretty much just like took it seriously and went for it. Like That's epic. Um, I'll take that bet and uh, and Annie and raise you right now. Yeah. So I went into it and I did some research thinking like, oh, did anyone ever do this before? And I found like there's an old documentary about these Australian guys that like tried to do it, but they didn't really like surf. They kind of would like go to a state and like ride a surfboard down a hill or like they just had fun with it. Um, and obviously even mine, like you kind of have to understand that you gotta have fun with it because some of the ways pretty bad but my goal was to find like a rideable something i could ride at least on like a nine foot longboard in every state so i pretty much started researching river waves um and i found a couple kayak websites that were like a massive help um because kayakers they do this thing called play boating which is pretty much riding a standing wave in a river so I would just type in, literally, I just started going, and I would type in, like, Arkansas, surfing in Arkansas, and then I would, like, find a kayak spot, and then I would type in, like, just surfing here, surfing there, and between, like, between the Great Lakes and the West Coast, and there's, like, a lot of surfable, actually, like, breaking waves, Yeah. Uh, and then add the rivers in there, and it's, like... It's game more on. doable. You got a big so, barge coming up river. You're you're game on. Exactly. And my only rules, like my only rule was that the wave. I didn't want to go too hard on myself and be like, oh, all natural, like only natural, like perfect. But I pretty much said the wave can't be created for me personally, as long as someone can go back and imitate what I did, and it's not someone towing them behind a boat, or it's not like a situation that I created right. then it'll count. So yeah, like boat wakes or like barge wakes totally count. I didn't have to use one, but like it would count. Um, but pretty much I did like river waves and then like in Nebraska and Arizona, I had to surf in wave pools because like there's literally nothing. Um, <laughs> but like the one wave I surfed in Nebraska was uh, like just a swimming pool. But, like, I figured out a way to, like, push off the wall and, like, catch it and just roll because it was, like, one of those splash pools and it created, like, enough of a wave. Um, so pretty much I just – it took me three years and I just – I would, like, go out, check off a bunch of states, come back, go out, check them off, come back. Yeah, and dude, three years. How did you How did you, How did did you? you budget for it? So in the beginning um, – Hit a group I, of states? Yeah. And my first – my first trip out, I like, <clears throat> I got, I think I got like 600 bucks from Hyperflex and I got like 500 bucks from Super. They were crazy enough to back the idea. <laughs> and I went and like, I literally, that's like, I had like 100 bucks and I just went out and uh, I just started doing it. And then that time, 
I ended up in Missouri at this super gnarly, like you can find the vlog. It's, um, you can just type in like Ben Gravy, Missouri if you want to watch it later, but pretty much I almost drowned. (laughs) Um, like in Missouri. Yeah. Stretches across the whole river and it's super gnarly, turbulent, like all nuts. And, um, I got like sucked over the back and like the waves started pulling me under and like, I was like holding my board and, um, I got like flipped upside down and um, it doesn't look that gnarly on film, but like, dude, I fully went into shock, like thought I was going to die, like fully. Wow. And it, it was even gnarlier because like these kayaker guys hit me up on, on like Facebook after that happened to me and they're like, yo, that spot's gnarly. Like people, people have died there. <laughs> and like, so it's like a gnarly spot. Like it was heavy, dude. So that one set me packing for like a full year. And then after that, I, I decided that I was going to keep trying to do it and go back out and do it. Um, but it was epic, dude. I saw the whole country multiple times over. Like I saw the beauty of, of the United States and I really just submersed myself in the road trip, dude. And just yeah. start. I'm watching Missouri right now and, and that's a legit wave. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> wow. It's not. Dude, that thing's nuts. That water's moving fast. Yeah, yeah it's nuts. Dude. And it's just I, you and your filmer, right? Well, that time I was by myself. What? So, yeah, because the river waves are standing still, so you can actually just go tripod. Because <laughs> they don't move, you know? Like, just, <laughs> you just uh, hope somebody does <laughs> you wipe out and somebody runs off with your gear. <laughs> yeah. Or like, dude, you know what's weird too? Like a lot of river waves, for some reason, are in like, weird areas dude like you drive through and you're like this is kind of gnarly dude like they're gonna trip out when i jump out of the car with the surfboard yeah um it was an experience and a half dude truly the experience of a lifetime not like some crazy stuff three uh, so it took you three years to do it yeah three like over three years full commitment did you were were, were your sponsors after like the first like year going this is never gonna happen why we keep giving you money (laughs) The beauty of it was, uh, the good thing was, like, did it, like, piece by piece. Because, like, the first time I tried to go too hard, and I just, that's when I got in Missouri, that happened to me. So, like, I would just go out and do, like, 10 states and then come back, like, and I did it, like, super casual. Um, but, it, it, yeah, it was cool. Dude, did, you, did you plan on different seasons? Like, where certain, you know, rivers you want in yeah, spring, like, you know, when exactly. you're getting all that water flow, so... Exactly. Yeah. You ha- you have to plan the rivers for the snow melt. So like, yep. I think I got lucky a bunch of times, but I would go out pretty much the first week of June. I went out like three years in a row. Um, and I got all the rivers like in that time period. And then the great lakes I did in the winter, like before the great lakes froze over fall and winter. And then, uh, <clears throat> yeah, pretty much it was heavy. Did you make that. did you make a full uh, a full movie of, of all the uh, states? Um, so I have an edit. Yeah, if you go on my channel, it's like the it's like the the home video. I think okay. it's called, it's a, and it's just like Ben Gravy surfs all fifty states, and you can watch it. It's just all the states in a row. I'm gonna and, have to watch uh, that one. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, and then yeah, we ended in Alaska. So I, I didn't check the states off in any particular order. I just I just did what I could when I could do it. And um, 
I I ended up with Nebraska and Alaska as the last two, and <clears throat> obviously Alaska ended up being the last because Nebraska is far from epic. So, <laughs> I, so I went to Alaska and surfed the title board, and it was it was special. I, I watched Super that special. one. Yeah, it's it's a good moment, dude. How how surprised are you when you see like other people doing the same thing? Because there's a lot of dudes in Alaska doing the same thing, right? Oh, dude, there's a couple. Alaska was like, by that time, I would say I was used to it. Um, but like, dude, I ran into a guy in Arkansas, and dude, I went there with my brother. I drove 18 hours straight from my house to Arkansas with my <laughs> older brother, and we rolled up to the wave in in the middle of Arkansas, dude. This is 18 hours from the coast. We roll up to the the river. There's a guy out there. There's a dude riding the wave. <laughs> And we were like, what, what the heck? And the guy, it was so funny because he was more tripped out than we were. Because he was like, he's like, people don't surf here. What are you guys doing here? And we're like, dude, we're here to surf. And What so was he riding? He was riding a Costco. Uh, Wave storm? Like a, a stand-up paddle. Like a, like a, it was the small sup, the Costco sup. I don't know, dude. It was crazy. And, dude, he was on some other shit. Like, he was saying he would ride the wave as long as possible and he would pray at the same time. And he was trying to reach enlightenment through river surfing. And wow. Like, did did you have him in your episode? In I, ha- I, I got a short interview with him. Um, <laughs> but, dude, then, like, this guy's wild. I gave him my phone number and, like, six months later, he called me from Bali and he was like, dude, I made it to Bali. Like, You're kidding me. I'm going to reach enlightenment in Bali. And I was like, yes, you He's are going to midnight <laughs> oil. <laughs> <laughs> he was a wild guy. Um, and then, uh, yeah, dude, there's people like that. Like they were out there, man. The, the I, Idaho, I heard it's got a couple of good ways or at yeah, least one. Totally. Um, Iowa. Did you say Iowa or Idaho? I, Idaho. Oh yeah. Idaho has a full whitewater park. Um, Montana is like the, the capital of river surfing dude it's there's full dudes like it it's sick there bro and you then, can like, capitalize on this adventure i mean i know you already have but did you put out a book <laughs> um so i'm actually working on um like i'm working on a full 90 minute uh film okay and then yeah dude i ha- i'm writing a coffee table book just like a short nothing crazy like yeah so it, cool just document yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it just sounds so amazing. Like, <laughs> one, you know, that, that you hit 50 states. And I, I just think of all the people like that dude from Arkansas. How many weird, funny, cool, strange people you've met in your life? Dude, it's, it's and, cool. Like, when I reflect on it, like, dude, <laughs> and I'm sure they look out. at you. You know, they look at you like, what oh, is this blonde haired dude? Yeah. <laughs> the amount of times that I would like roll up somewhere and people are just like, yeah, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, I'm blonde, so blonde, like walking around with a surfboard, like down to the river, like, and I always wore booties, like, because the ground has rocks on it. Yeah. Just looking like the biggest kook ever, dude. Like, booties and board shorts, full, like, did, surf gear. Did you get uh, that? officially get the title of of 50 states guinness uh book world records or what so i dude 
those guys are hassling me, dude. They <laughs> they told me that I have to go back to the river states and put buoys in and surf ten feet across from buoy to buoy. And I was like, You don't get it. The wave doesn't move. Like I can't I can't surf ten feet in a river. Wow. Like, so my rule was ten seconds. Right. If I if I rode for ten seconds or if there was like a drop on the wave. But they want like, you to measure distance. Exactly. Oh. And I was I was trying yeah, like to there's explain. a boulder over here and there's a, <laughs> a cliff over here and if I yeah, like it's it a standing wave. Way. Like what are you guys it thinking? Exactly. So that sucks. So if I'm still communicating with them. Yeah. So if I can convince <laughs> them to under try to understand how waves break, maybe. But otherwise it's just it's pretty much just homegrown record. Yeah. You know? What what was but the best good. what was the best find for you? Which state and what wave? Or the most or most surprising, like yeah, your best like what yeah, you the, didn't expect. Yeah. Um the the most epic state for me I think was like when I went to surf Pennsylvania. Um home home state. Exactly, that's why. And I went there and it's it's a lake wave, it's on Lake Erie, and uh the top of the keystone like goes on Lake Erie. And I didn't know what to expect, dude. And I went there, and it was literally like head high, like <laughs> bombing, dude, bombing. And like, if you watch, yeah, if you watch like the vlog, like there's, I, I was doing like they weren't legit by any means because like how the wave breaks, but dude, I was doing like combinations, like multiple turns. That's awesome. It was, it was mind blowing. And then the the other epic one was Montana. Like the river surfing up there is just crazy dude it's so like you can just glide the wave like it feels like real surfing that's so awesome um just, yeah what was i gonna ask you what, what boards did you travel with so you said like a, a nine oh but like you know you, i guess it depends on where you're going you know yeah like i traveled so i ended up buying like a full van and decking it out to do the to finish the trip and i put like a bed in there and stuff and i would travel with Nine, eight, seven, six, 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 five, six, all my short boards, and then like a five, ten, like everything, dude, everything, body boards, the whole deal, like pack. I had like twenty boards. Yeah, wow. that's awesome. And so anywhere we went, it was just ready. Aren't you sponsored by Wind Wind and Waves or something like that too? Yeah, uh, Wind and Waves is a surf shop in Vermont. Okay, for okay. <clears throat> I, I'm, you whore. I was going to ask you, like, you know, I, I watch you surf, like, Puerto Rico and, and those crazy, like, weird waves that are right next to the freaking, you know, rocks, jagged cliffs. Yeah, jagged rocks. Like, how Which many one? close calls have you had? Um, Way yeah, too a many. Lot, a lot. Um, <laughs> I really, like, believe that I'm meant to do this. So, like, I... Like I couldn't avoid this if I tried. Like I, I pretty much tried. Like I avoid. Like I tried to avoid surfing. Like I was going to be an editor, and like this still happened to me. Yeah. So, like my, <laughs> I truly feel like, dude, like I'm here to surf novelty waves. So, I just, I snap into this weird, and it's it's strange to hear probably because people have like competitive mindsets. I have like a novelty mindset. <laughs> like I can snap in. And like I'm not gonna get hurt. Like I just do it. Yeah. And it's it's I don't 
I'm not thinking that I'm going to get hurt, you know? I'm yeah. thinking, like, I'm going to nail this. I watched that one, too, when you were in Hawaii on North Shore, and you were surfing with uh, uh, Mason Ho. Yeah. Dude, that place. Like, Mason was, surfed some gnarly stuff, but that, yeah, that, that day you guys were surfing that weird spot, you're just like, <laughs> was it rubber duckies? Yeah, but we, like, surfed, like, the wrong side or something. <laughs> he, Cause he rolled up and I was like, dude, we got to shred this. And he was like, dude, that's not the wave that we usually surf. Like you're crazy. But he went out. <laughs> yeah. So that, rubber duckies is firing. So you took a whole different approach to profession, professional surfing, you know, quotation marks. Right. Yeah. Um, and celebrity you, surf, dude. Yeah. That's what this is, man. <laughs> this is epic. <laughs> like what you've done is you know jamie o'brien is different like he's different like you're super different <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know but well, it's awesome because you know you've obviously surfed and filmed with jamie uh you've surfed and filmed with kalani <clears throat> uh mason ho uh a bunch of different you know like legit not that you're not legit. You're semi-pro, though. You yeah. know? No, I get it. I know what you're saying. You know what I'm uh, saying? And um, what's really cool is tell us, like, because of, of your own, like, accomplishment and, and success of being the novelty guy, how did you get to be friends with Kelly Slater? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like... First of all, like for me, all those guys are same category. Like, I mean, obviously Kelly's the goat, but like, as far as like Mason being like, "Yo, this guy's sick!" Like, I want to surf with him, or like Jamie's like, "Dude, I'm really good friends with Jamie now." That's awesome. And he like reached out to me, and he was like, "Dude, I love what you're doing. Like, I want to like, I want to surf." Yeah. And I and like Kelly like inviting me to the wave pool like. Tell us, like, tell us about that. How, did he just hit you up on, on Instagram? Well, or he, I think he reached um, out, right? I actually had a bunch of my fans were commenting and telling him that he should invite me there. Because <laughs> I would always be talking about it, like in my vlogs and stuff. You know what I mean? So, like, I guess he got enough fans hitting him up that uh, at one time that he... Because I had surfed, uh, I surfed, like, Typhoon Lagoon. And I was like, dude, we should go to Slater's, like how sick would that be? And then I guess a lot of people were hitting him up and then, uh, he just like, he invited me. <clears throat> he actually went live. He was live on Facebook when he invited me and <laughs> dude, it was crazy. Cause like all these people were freaking out, like, yeah. it too. um, but it was sick because like, he like made it a point to be there when I went, which was like pretty wild. Dude. Yeah. Um, so you set it up like, hey, you're gonna, we're gonna get you in here. We're gonna do it on this day. You didn't yeah. have any idea who was gonna be there, or you kind of knew ahead of time. No, I, I actually asked him. <laughs> so, um, it took me like it took a while to go, like probably like a year or maybe even more, because I guess it was so booked out. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lyndon was there inviting all the surf shops. <laughs> <laughs> so then, not me though. Eventually, it was weird though, because like. He, I guess he texted me and he was just like, yo, well, I talked to him a couple times. It was an interesting thing. Like, yeah. cause he showed up in Jersey one time surfing and I ran into him 
And um, that was the first time I ever met him. <clears throat> huh. And uh, then, like, he, he actually DM'd me one time when we were on, like, the 50 States tour. And he's like, yo, did you surf all the states yet? Like, check out this river wave I found in uh, – and he sent me a river wave from somewhere in the world. And I was like, damn, this guy's hit me up. This is wild. That's cool. <laughs> but then uh, – You're on his radar. Eventually, then he DM'd me and he was like, yo, what's your number? And then he texted me and he was like, yo, I'm going to be – we're gonna do the surf ranch this date. Hope you can make it. And then I was like, oh, "Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna make it." Dude, but <laughs> don't worry, I'll be there. So then I text. Then I responded. I was like, "Are you gonna be there?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'll be there." That's so, so awesome. Um, is that the first and only time you've gone, or have you gotten uh, another? Yeah, invite? I just I went once, just yeah. the one time, and it was gnarly, dude. Was there a lot like, of people on your day, or so we did heats? There was a bunch of people there, but like, pretty much I had a heat. Um, with like, actually, Pat O'Connell was in my heat. Um, <laughs> they call them heats, but they're yeah. like ninety-minute sessions, right? And then there was another dude, an older dude from Florida, who surfed with me too. Um, and uh, we got ninety minutes, and then the wave comes back every three minutes. So yeah. like we were we were getting a lot of waves, and then we got another ninety-minute session at the end. Bro, of the <clears throat> dude, got- I got a heavy, I got a heavy story though, dude. Let's this, hear it. <laughs> this is a good one, actually. Um, so I went out and I was in the first heat of the day and, uh, Kelly Six, came like out. Like 630 in the morning, seven o'clock? Yeah, like the 7 a.m. one. Yeah. And Kelly came out, I guess, because he was like stoked. He's getting fired up. Like, so he came out on the back of the jet ski and he had his iPhone with him and he was filming waves and stuff. So my first wave was a left. I suck at going left, by the way. But regardless, <laughs> he filmed it on his phone. And I got fully shacked on a left. Full barrel came out. Everyone on the jet ski was claiming it. It was like the pinnacle of my life, you know? Wow. One of those things. So then I went in and I said, like, yo, Kelly, can I get that clip? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, dude, I'll give it to you later. And <laughs> I asked him, like, again later, I was like, hey, do you have airdrop? Like, would you mind? He's like, oh, my phone's charging right now. Like, I can't. Hey, hold, hold on to it. <laughs> so then... <laughs> So then pretty much the day went on. I kind of forgot that he had it. And then um, I pretty much I felt weird about hitting him up about it ever since. So he just <laughs> he might be holding like some serious jet ski gold. You know what? I'll text him after this. <laughs> I bet I'll get a laugh out of it. I think it's yeah, I think he's hold, holding on to it for his own. You know, maybe he's coming out with something, you know, for, for the pool. Maybe yeah. Maybe another movie. So yeah. when you told him you wanted to surf the novelty wave in the gutter, was he was he like, yeah, you can, or was he like kind of anti? So Slater was full backing it. Like he came up to me in the beginning and he was like, dude, like you're going to have to find the novelties. Yeah, like, cool. He was st- and then the lifeguards were like, I rolled up and they're like, dude, we know who you are. You can't be doing anything that we <laughs> like. So then eventually, like, I was talking to the lifeguards, and I think they realized that I wasn't, like, out of my mind. Right. And they let me. I was like, all right, here's the plan, exactly how I'm going to do it. So then I found, like, a couple ways around the pool. Yeah. <laughs> but at first they were like, no, nah, you're, you're not doing anything, dude. So did you try the wave after the wave, <clears throat> right? Um, Dude, we checked it, like, the whole time. You can't um, really ride it, huh? No, it's yeah. too steep and yeah. too fast. Yeah. But, like, if you figured out a way to tie a rope to the thing, 
and you held on to the rope and launched behind the wave yeah. and towed yourself into it, then you could have the speed to ride it. That's the only way. So if you guys want to, if you guys want to bring me back, that's that's fine. All right, we'll we'll try to make that happen. We but can you, figure it out. You surfed in the in the in the gully, right? So I surfed in the in the trench, I would call it. Okay. Right? Yeah. And then between I the walls, like and the yeah, yeah, it's like a gutter. And then, so there's also a wave, um, the wave comes in and then the secondary wave creates like a, a one foot wedge that comes like together across the pool and it like wedges two waves together yeah. and it's super small, but I rode that one too. And then I rode the one that hits the wall on the inside and bounces off the nice. main one. Nice. There's a couple of sick little ones. Yeah. In there. So that first barrel that you talked about that Kelly took a uh, video of, was that the first wave of the day? Um, it was the third wave of the day, I okay. think, because someone went left, someone went right, and then I went left. Okay, got it. That would have been <clears> impressive <throat> if it was the first wave. Yeah, I would have been. <laughs> I mean, I'm equally as stoked. Yeah. How nervous were you that he was there filming on the jet ski and it was your first wave in the pool? I locked in, dude. <laughs> Just like I knew you're gonna, I was going to kill it. I, I, you know? I, I impressed myself because I was super nervous, but – Somehow on that particular left, and dude, I blew so many lefts that day. On that particular <laughs> left, I went off a feeling, and I hugged the wall way too early, so I was caught in the foam. But I hugged it perfectly and and went into the tube. Like, and honestly, like the wave probably isn't even that good of a wave, but I definitely got barreled, and he definitely got the shot. That's insane. <laughs> like I probably had full nose sticking out and everything, but <laughs> I'll never know. So, so uh, was Romana on that jet ski with them? Or? Um, no, he wasn't there. Okay. Because you know what, dude? Those guys on the jet ski yelling at you, it doesn't help. <laughs> no. Uh, no. I was Here comes just, a barrel. Here comes a barrel. No, no, no. Dude, believe it or not, that's a topic of conversation like with me and my girlfriend before. She was like, are they going to be yelling at you? I'm like, dude, I hope not. Like, why are you so nervous? I know. Um, so the lifeguard would say, the guy that was driving the ski would yell like barrel barrel um but a lot of times honestly it's kind of distracting because they go race 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 and yeah. you actually sometimes you race a little too much and yeah. then you're like not as deep as you want to be yeah um but i figured it out by the end i got like one right hand barrel that i was proud of so yeah. i'm stuck for that the, the right barrel is so much hollower and like faster than the left yeah yeah it's so, like so you surfed a bunch of waves, like wave pools, like you did Typhoon Lagoon, you did the, the Arizona one, you did Slaters, you did Waco. Yeah, um, I surfed a, one in Nebraska and then one in Indiana, too. Are they like as bad as they could get or are they like, <laughs> I mean, what's, I've never even seen those pools. I mean, they've um, never raised a blip on the radar over here. Yeah, um, so like Typhoon Lagoon is... Like you could do, you could do little ollie like chop pop airs there. Um, it's it's fun. It's not nothing special. And the other ones are pretty much non-existent. They're pretty much uh, swimming pools. Yeah. The one in Indiana though um, is sick for bomb drops. Like they have a really good bomb drop section, <laughs> and the wave comes in real nice, and you can just like you can land sick stuff. It's cool. Did Did you do that one in Jersey? The new one? Dude, no invite. 
What? No invite there? Local, <laughs> I've local seen places? Rob Kelly, right? Yeah. Rob Kelly surfed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's closed down right now. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Hopefully I get to ride it. I'd be stoked. Yeah. And then obviously Kalani has one now too. I know. Yeah, I was just going to so, say, you been to Palm Springs yet? Not yet. I can't wait, dude. Has he, has he sent out the invite yet or no? I, I talked to him about it, but obviously with like the whole quarantine thing, it's kind of weird. So Yeah. So let's let's talk about the quarantine thing, man. It sucks. Um, yeah. We here in Huntington got really lucky, and our beaches never got shut down. <clears throat> yeah, they tried, um, but they still let us surf till yeah. like noon, and then they yeah. would like, hey, move on. Yeah, that only lasted for like three days, though. Like other places, like L.A. County, they were shut for for a couple weeks, and. In the beginning, they were like super militant about it. Yeah, um, I have a couple friends in France. Like they didn't surf for like almost two months, like That's straight so up. Heavy, heavy. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, dude, I live near Atlantic City, and right off the bat, the mayor of Atlantic City was like, "I'm not closing the beaches no matter what." That's awesome. So they never closed. Um, and they have like those signs up, like you have to be doing something active or yeah. whatever. But uh, yep. we actually like, dude, surfing really was good for me in the beginning of this whole thing. Like, yeah. And I was real cautious. Like I didn't even like my filmer would drive to the beach separately, and then he would just transfer me the footage um, later on, and we would just meet. Um, so it's kind of weird, like. I would just like see him up the beach and wave and then he would just like be filming <laughs> me. Um, but yeah, like I surfed pretty much <clears throat> the whole way through. Like I got out every morning early. Yeah. And then I was I was one of those people who like if there was too many people out, I would kind of start feeling weird and I would get out. Because um, like in the beginning, dude, I didn't know how serious it was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's funny because I, I watched a lot of your videos during this time and it seemed like you were the guy, like you were – maybe one or two other people would be surfing every single clip. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you, have you used um, that, that solo shot at all? Like on any dude, I went expert level with the solo shot, but <laughs> then I lost all my armbands and the, my dude that was working there, I guess he quit. So uh, I've, I've tried to reach uh, out I to figured, him a couple I figured times. that'd be right up your alley. Yeah, no, I'm, I was like pro at it for a while, but <clears throat> yeah, I'm thinking about buying one now. They sent me like five <laughs> of them, dude. I didn't know what I had. <laughs> they were just sending them to me. Um, yeah, but dude, like around here in Jersey, this time of year, you can find pretty much empty ways if you want. Yeah. Like there's some places that get crowded, but like, yeah, I was, it's like during quarantine in the beginning, it was not hard to surf by myself. Yeah. Now, Memorial Day weekend. It was not really around here. Like, was it came on now. I Summer's here. Like, Fourth of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day, like Jersey Shore, dude. Insane. <laughs> it's insane, dude. Were, were uh, shops open or not yet? Restaurants, um, bars? No, just takeout. Um, we're kind of like, we're still pretty closed up. They got takeout and like curbside and stuff like that. Yeah. So where's your like local like, Where's your spot to surf? Like you would just roll out from home and go check, like, or you'd paddle out. Where's your tower two? Um, I would say like Atlantic City. 
Um, it's pretty much the go-to. But consistent. Like, yeah, it's just consistent. Yeah, just fun, fun wedges. But I have my local spot, dude, is El Slamo. But <laughs> it, uh, it's like the <clears throat> the novelty wave of all novelty waves. But the sand isn't in there right now. Like it fluctuates so gnarly with the seasons. So like it's pretty much just a bay right now. And El Slamo is wrapped around the other side of the island, so it its northeast wind is offshore, whereas northeast wind here is just side on. Mm. And it's just – it's like this crazy little bay wave that gets like a refraction wedge and it has like little barrels on it. It's sick. Yeah, your, your spots have been pretty consistent. Yeah, we've been getting waves, dude. Like it's been a really good run and yeah. we had solid surf through like the quarantine – like at the worst points in the quarantine, we had really good waves. Yeah, uh, the mech, the pipeline thing has been really fun to watch. Oh, the wave pool, <laughs> the the pipeline. Yeah, the the one that I from today that I yeah. call the pipeline. <laughs> yeah, so we call that wave the wave pool. Cause oh, you do. It, okay. Like the right is shaped the same way every time. It's a weird spot, dude. Uh, we don't get much of that around here. It's Lauren, usually he, he does the ollie. I saw that over yeah. the black pipe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's about six. That's a good wave. Yeah, that's pretty much like my my local spot. That's awesome. That's um, dude. I don't know. Were you doing two thousand one, two thousand two? Were you doing contests or no? Larson, nah, I was wrapped up by then. Uh, yeah, because they had oh, the heritage. They had the heritage rip curl. Uh, four star QS in Atlantic City, and I was at that spot at the at the pipeline. Okay, that's funny. Back in the day. So, what's next for Mister Ben Gravy? <laughs> well, <laughs> I I have a lot of enthusiasm to travel the world. Obviously, I can't do it right now. Um. I don't want to say that I'm going to go surf in every country because it's, it's a tall <laughs> it's one. A That's a it's big a budget. Stretch. But uh, that would be a goal of mine to get as close as possible. Um, I'm I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling once the quarantine lifts. Just Heck yeah. Pretty much. I went to France last year and I fell in love with it. So I'm going to do like a lot of Europe. Um, I got to get back to Australia. So traveling, and then I'm just going to keep vlogging every day and just keep living my life, you know? Nice. And you can pretty much yeah. do your job anywhere as long as you got an internet connection, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think um, I think it's, it's really important for me, like, personally, and I think it's important for other people that um, I continue to just share my daily, like, life and just show that everybody has ups and downs and nobody's perfect and life is not always – amazing and sometimes yeah. the days are flat and sometimes they're good and uh it's kind of just feels like my calling so that's that's really the goal to keep like keep people stoked yeah what what um i i, I saw or read that you were a <clears throat> vegan have you always been a vegan or is this uh of late um so i'm back to vegetarian now actually but uh i i started eating eggs again but I did – I've been vegetarian since I was like a teenager and then uh, I went vegan for like two years and now I'm back to – I eat eggs. So Yeah. So good. Eggs are so good. They're hard to – it's hard to like – I think I was like a bad vegan so I was feeling weak. You know, like I wasn't good at it maybe. So then the eggs, like the protein in eggs like is helpful for me. Yeah. So 
there's no way I could survive on any other diet than I am now. <laughs> what is that? No diet? No diet, bro. <laughs> Carnivore. Omnivore. Put um, in front of me, tell, I'll eat tell it. Us, tell us something that, like, like you haven't told anybody, you know, like anything general surfers wouldn't know about you. I mean, we got some good gold out of you so far, but. Yeah. Black yeah. Um, like. I don't know. Where's your Where's your favorite like destination? You said France. You said Australia. Like, is there France. Is there a spot on the planet you just need to go to? Yeah, you haven't been. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I really want to go to uh, like um, J Bay. Mm. Yeah, Mars been there a couple times. They say it's the best right hand point break in the world, right? I mean. Oh, it is. I mean, Sharky, Bank is pretty good, but it's it's it is the best. Yeah, uh, so that's definitely a bucket list thing for me. Um, yeah, it's hard to hard to think about stuff that um, I haven't told anybody. Have, have you been <laughs> to the Mentwise yet? No, I How got dude. This the quarantine kind of crushed my travel schedule. I um I was like working out a deal with a, a hotel over there to get over there, but obviously. I, couldn't we gotta wait now so yeah. we'll see over over an indo yeah yeah i've i've only been to the mentalize once but dude it's uh it's it's the dream that's the yeah. dream over there i just like <clears throat> i envision like the gopro clips i'd be getting oh my I, gosh i couldn't imagine so sick dude yeah that place is uh surfer's paradise yeah wow <laughs> the waves i've been surfing <laughs> not quite like that yeah <laughs> do you do, do any other uh crossfit any training any yoga like <clears throat> breathing uh, breathing you know any win hoff or anything dude i was wim hoffing for a minute sick nice but uh yeah i i don't really do anything except surf but i surf a lot dude. Yeah. like i i surf like multiple times a day um and that's kind of like Obviously, we talked about earlier, like where I meditate. Really, yeah. It's kind of like just where I find that that flow state in life. Yeah. And Jordan, Jordan isn't like an avid surfer, right? She, she. Nah, she never even surfed before she met me. Yeah. <laughs> so now I but get her out a couple times a year. It's cool though. She's sober too, right? She's been seven years yeah. sober, or something like that. She's yeah. She's more sober than me, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, she's stoked on the sponsorship, so thank you. <laughs> no worries. We got to get her another first, box soon. I know. That was her first ever sponsor box, so I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, shoot, man. We got a lot of great freaking content from you. Great stories. Glad, um, I'll probably launch this in the next couple weeks. Um, yeah, let me know. Yeah. And uh, if you can send over like Grom photos, Grom clips, any anything that we could, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure I can grab it off YouTube and all that too. Yeah, I can send you some stuff. I have. Yeah, pe- people love to see like the old school, like yeah. uh, you know, stuff Grom that's photos. not current that you're posting. You know. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's honestly so easy for me because I'm. I literally just did this all week for the documentary. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, when's that documentary coming out? Um, I don't know, man. Like. They're trying for like Sundance, um, so they got to submit by August. But 
we have a couple other opportunities that already popped up. So I don't know like where it's going to come out first. Yeah. We'll see. And, awesome. uh, it's cool though. It's, it's pretty magical. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Like, like vlogging is one thing, but like watching your whole life crammed into a, one movie is very weird. Dude. Yeah. It's, I can imagine. It's a, it's a trip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're working on it. So it'll be out next year sometime. Awesome. Cool, man. If you ever uh, come out to California and you're in the HB area, hit us up, man. Yeah. For sure. We'd love, love to go for a surf or do so, something. Yeah. yeah. I'll be out there as soon as this thing's done, dude. Yeah. Well, Ben, dude, you are a great role model for, for surfing. Uh, you, le- you leave a, a cool, healthy, clean lifestyle. Um, you know, you're real inspirational for, for the kids out there and, and – uh, Thank you for uh, spending time with us today for the dream. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Continue living the dream. That's yeah. What we, that's what we're all about. Thank you, guys. Seriously. Kind words, man. Yeah. I'm yeah. yeah. Um, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.